This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and 920-1260 and 1420-AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On today. Have you ever heard of a toe reader? Someone who reads toes and tells you what's going on in your body? I never heard of that before. But one will get a mention today when we speak to Emily Francis, who has a wonderful book called Healing Yourself Whole. But first, we're going to talk to the one and only Suzanne Vega, songwriter extraordinaire. She is coming to the Hudson Valley at City Winery October 17th. CityWinery.com has more information. Recently, we've been talking a lot about women using the power of their voice. And here is Suzanne Vega, who knew from a very early age, like 11 or so, that she had something to say and that she would use her voice and spend her life saying it. It's not that she has just one message to share. She simply, or not so simply, actually, desires to reach out and interact with us. Suzanne Vega. I'm sure I have messages in the songs. It's not like I start with the message and then write the song. It's mm. more I write the songs and then mostly I try to delight someone or tell them a story or comfort them in some way or provoke them in some way. I don't really always start with the message. If there is a message, it's one of love, basically. You start with the idea to delight or provoke or comfort. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Here's the thing. You just Google Suzanne Vega and up come all these accolades about you being one of the greatest songwriters of all time. How does it feel? You've got to see that if you ever Google yourself, right? Well, uh, I don't Google myself often because sometimes, you know, I have done it and occasionally I'll read something that shocks me and, uh, you know, none of that really matters. What matters to me is what is the next song going to be about? I'm always thinking of what what am I going to write about now? And I'm also thinking of uh, what are real live people in, in front of me going to feel when they come uh, to the show. And that's sort of what's on my agenda right now because it's been two years since we've performed live in front of an audience. And, you know, you can never rest on your laurels. Just because I was good before doesn't mean I'm still good. So um, I'm always still thinking, oh, you know, let's do it this way because this will be what delights and comforts and provokes today, which might be something different than it was yesterday. We're talking to Suzanne Vega. She's coming to the Hudson Valley City Winery, and we're really excited about that. I am so interested in this aspect of you wanting to relate to the listener. When did you first desire to do that? Like, when did songwriting first become a thing for you? Songwriting became a thing for me when I was 11. I loved music. I loved the radio, and I loved 
listening to the radio. I loved pop music. I loved all kinds of music. Uh, and somewhere about, around the age of 11, I picked up the guitar and felt that a kind of longing to express myself. Uh, I had already written poetry by then, and I thought, I want to learn how to be a musician. Um, and I picked up the guitar, and I started to fool around with it then. I wrote my first song when I was 14, uh, and I wrote a, another song when I was 15, and then I thought, oh, okay, I think I can do this. My goodness. And so many people who are listening who want so desperately to write a song are wishing they had the secret ingredients you have. So what do you think those ingredients are that made you the type of person who can craft a song? Uh, One is just you have to have the belief that you have something to say. Because, you know, it took me three years to write that first song. It took me between the ages of 11 and 14. And someone else might have given it up. You know, it's painful to play the guitar, especially at the age of 11 or 12. So I did not give up. Uh, I felt that eventually I would have something to say and I'd be able to say it. And I was frustrated because I didn't like what I had done so far. But I stuck with it. But I also felt that I had something to say. And and, uh, eventually I figured out a way to say it that I felt was my own. Um, And I think that's important, too. You have to know your style. Suzanne Vega, so great to talk to you. Okay, it's been a while since you've been out on stage. You're coming to City Winery in the Hudson Valley. Now, you're a New York City girl, yes? Yes, I've been here uh, since I was very, very young and never left. And what do you think of the Hudson Valley? Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, it's beautiful physically. You know, we all know that from the beautiful paintings, and, and we know it from, from being there today. So it's great. Were you ever inspired to write a song after visiting a place? Oh, yeah, many times. Um, there's a song called In Liverpool, which is about memories of someone I knew from Liverpool. I think that was uh, inspired after I was there. There's a lot of them. Uh, it's, so it's not just New York City. I think there's a song, there might be a song that was inspired by the Hudson Valley. I think it might be called Crack in the Wall, or I I think it, because there's a kind of sublime, beautiful light that comes over the Hudson River just in that place. So uh, I think Crack in the Wall might have been inspired by that. Of course, I'll I'll think of the real song, like, the minute we get off the the air. (laughs) And I'll I'll uh, Google, too. I'll Google, too. Yeah. Whatever song I don't know that I've ever said that before out loud, but uh, I was inspired by the those romantic paintings from the early 1800s. Yeah, all the Thomas Cole stuff and the Hudson River School of painting. Beautiful. Yes, um, yes exactly. Wh- whatever song that is, you know, dust it off and bring it to City Winery here in the Hudson Valley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, will do. That will delight uh, the audience. You know, I'm sure there's never going to be an interview where someone doesn't mention Luca. Um, uh-huh. I hear your name and I sing the song in my head. And I'm sure that happens to many other people, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. Suzanne Vega. She's on the phone. You know, it's such a <laughs> it's such a right. wonderful. Uh, it it exactly. just grabs you. Now, is that a blessing or a curse? A song like that for you? It is not a curse. It is definitely a blessing. Um, it was my my ticket into the world. To be honest, it uh, is a song that means a lot to me. I know that it means a lot to a lot of people, and it um, means a lot to a lot of people even today. Yeah, because it's about it's a song about child abuse, which uh, is unfortunately a problem that does not go away. Mm-hmm. Even though we know more about it now, we talk more about it now than we used to. So I never, I never feel that it's a, a curse. Always a blessing. Yeah, and thank you for talking about it then when no one was talking about it. Oh. 
That's a thank you. A, that's a blessing for the rest of us. All right, we just need a little sneak peek into your life when you are not writing provocative, comforting, and wonderful songs. What <laughs> do you love to do? What 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 else makes your heart sing? Uh, reading. Uh, my dog Molly. Mm. Uh, when I'm, I'm uh, at home with with Molly, and I go for walks with my husband. And what else do I I love to do? Um, I love clothing. Uh, you know, I love costumes. I used to work in the theater when I was at college, so I get a lot of joy from uh, looking at at vintage clothing and and that kind of thing. And I spend a bit of time on that when I'm not reading or, or cooking. Cooking is something I've learned to do. It's not something I'd say brings me joy, um, but I'm learning how to enjoy, you know, doing the basics. But really, I'd say it's it's reading and probably looking at clothes. <laughs> <laughs> do you put a lot of time and thought into what you're going to wear on stage? I do. I mean, over the years, I wear what, what I'm comfortable wearing, which is some variation of a black jacket. But throughout the years, that's what I've sort of settled on as the thing that um, I feel represents what I do. In, in the beginning, I had this old black jacket that belonged to a bass player friend of mine, a tuxedo jacket that I sort of stole from him. He he offered it to me one day, and I took it and never gave it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was as comfortable as a bathrobe, and it hid me, and yet at the same time, it had these references to Marlena Dietrich, which uh, I thought was super cool. Yes, that is super cool. As you are super cool, Suzanne Vega, thank you so much for your time today. I have so much enjoyed this. Is there anything else our listeners need to know this morning? Um, Just that I'm really looking forward to it and that it's, as I said before, a mixture of songs. Some are acoustic, some are less acoustic. I'll be there with Jerry Leonard on guitar, my electric guitar player. I'll be on acoustic guitar and we'll sing a mixture of old and new songs you may know and songs you might not know. And I'm just really, really looking forward to it. Suzanne Vega. All right. Now let me tell you a little bit about what we have coming up. Now let me tell you a little bit about what we have coming up. If you didn't hear, we've got a Shannon retreat happening at Mariondale in Ossining, New York, February 25th, 26th, 27th. I don't think we've named it yet, and I don't think Mariondale has put it on the calendar yet, but I'm just inviting you to save your dates. February 25th, 26th, 27th, Mariondale in Ossining, New York. That's in the future. This coming Sunday, Mary Ellen O'Brien will join us under the big tree at the Market on the River. We get together for a little uh, Let It Shine gathering at the Market on the River on Sundays in Verplank, right on the Hudson. So Mary Ellen O'Brien will help strengthen our true essence. I think that's her message. She's been on the show before, and we're looking forward to getting together with her. That's uh, Sunday morning, this Sunday at 11.11 in Verplank, You can get details at LetItShineOnline.com. And please join us. We'd love to see you. Monday, I started my temporary gig with Mariandelle, filling in for a friend who is recuperating. Every second Monday, I'll be leading a Healing Circle Zoom. And you can get the link at Mariandelle.org. This past Monday, I had planned to be at home for the Zoom. I wanted to make everything beautiful and light a candle and create this really healing experience. But then my boss called like this emergency meeting and I had to Zoom from my desk here at work, which, by the way, they're using as a storage closet, my office area. So I was just surrounded by boxes and junk piled, you know, almost up to the ceiling for my healing Zoom. I don't know how calming it was, but I'm going to try again the second Monday at 1030 
And I'll just be doing this for a couple of months while the host is recuperating. And that's a Healing Circle Zoom. Mariondale.org has the link. And then the Market on the River is going to be over on Halloween. And then we're going to start a second Sunday Zoom, second Sundays at 11 in November. And we'll carry that through the winter. And yes, of course, we are going to have another New Year's Eve weekend retreat on Zoom. That was really so great last year. So I'm looking forward to that again. All right, enough about the schedule. Now on to Emily Francis. She's got her third healing book out, and it's a journey we take alone with Emily's help. It's called Healing Ourselves Whole, and it is the book, it's the work for healing that you do alone. So it is primarily focused on trauma and guilt and shame patterns and grief. However, the other half of the book is about happiness, joy, how you can become connected and then ultimately empowered. So I created something called the somatic emotion chart. Somatic means body. So it's your body emotions. So from all my 20 plus years of body healing study, when my hands are on a person's body, the emotions that they store are very different than the way our minds store feelings and emotions. And so I, I combined what I feel under the tissues into the somatic chart. So it's anybody that hasn't done the work that's sitting in their bodies. How do we know what's sitting in our bodies? Uh, a big one is chronic pain. <laughs> that's uh-huh. a big indicator. Uh, but think about this. If you were in a car accident and uh, I start to massage you, I have a lot of questions. And inevitably, people don't have a good memory of what happened because the gift of the mind is to eject. So if they've been assaulted, if they've been in an accident, anything that that cuts into the body, the mind doesn't really have an accurate picture anymore. The body does. The body cannot eject. So the body holds the same information, but exactly as it happened, without a narrative and without a subject to change. So anything that somebody's gone through in that manner we still need to do the work of what the body's been holding, even if you've done the work of the mind. Okay, that just seems like a little bit rude. Like we already went through the trauma and now we have to do the work to release the trauma from our bodies. What if we don't? Well, uh, if you don't, uh, it, that's usually how chronic pain begins. That's usually how dis-ease begins. Because, uh, you know, in my opinion, the body, doing the work through the body to get to the mind is stronger than doing the mind to get to the body. But everybody has their own path. They're still connected. You're still going to do the work. So if you've done years and years of cognitive therapy and you still don't feel like you've really had things shift and release, then might I suggest going through the body instead? Okay. Because it may not have let go. How do I become in conversation with my body? How do I get there? That's the book. So every (laughs) chapter is a different emotion. And then I do a 15 to 20 minute meditation and you and it's written but you also can go to my website and it's free and it's audible and it's download and you go through the meditation to learn exactly how to dialogue with your body and to find what your body's been holding and then after the meditation is a journal entry and it's not random i ask very specific questions to help you gauge and remember the messages that your body had so you work your way through every part of those emotions dark and deep and up and light you write your way through How do I know what I'm writing is the truth? How can I trust it? Because you just came out of the meditation. Don't do the meditation and leave the journal. And that meditation is when you're in your space of truth because we go so deep. I take you through every layer of your body all the way down into the fascia and the blood flow and the soft tissues that are holding that memory. And you're not going to come out and go, oh, you know what? 
forget that. <laughs> like you're in it. You're in the space. Are we going to, when we do this meditation, possibly remember things that we had forgotten? I hope so. I hope so. I deeply hope so. Because what I ask you in the journals, we actually go through a five, four, three, two, one practice, which is sensory. Five things that you saw in the story that your body gave you. Four things that you can touch. Three things that you can see. Two things that you can smell. One thing that you can taste. We're really going deeply into what our bodies are telling us and the messages and the images that we receive. Okay. What if it feels like a little crazy? Like, I don't know where this is coming from. Yeah, trust that. That's usually, you means you're on point. Okay. You say pain is not random and pain is trying to tell us something, like all pain, like even like a headache? Uh, yes, actually. I believe that pain is a message system of the body. I don't believe that you have random pain unless you ran into something, which in case is not random either. It's like an interesting thing. The other day I was cleaning the cat litter and I had this weird shooting pain through an area. It's the technical term is the pes anserinus, but it's a slightly left and lower of the knee. And it was an odd little sharp pain. And I stopped and I put my hand on it and I said, okay, so these three muscles insert here. I haven't been injured. So what do you need to tell me? I'm here. I'm listening, body. And as soon as I like dissected it, it went away immediately just to be heard, to know that I'm listening. But the knees deal with moving forward or are you stuck? Are you making decisions? Every part of your body actually gathers certain information and every signal is different. Emily Francis, healing ourselves whole. So what did your knee say to you? At this point, because I've done so much work, it just wanted to be acknowledged. It just wanted to make sure that we're on the same page. And as soon as I honored the, the sensation, the sensation left. Okay. So is that like a doubt in your mind that gives you this little searing pain so you'll check in? Uh, it could be. I mean, here's another example. It's very interesting, but uh, when I was working on the, the Body Heals Itself, which is a different book, I was working on The Body Heals Itself, and in that book, I did a tremendous amount of research. I interviewed a ton of people, and I remember calling this teacher out in Arizona. She does something called toe reading, and I left her a message. We did not have an appointment that day, but we kept playing phone tag. So I left her a random message, and I said, you know what? I feel like it's time for us to talk. I'm ready to interview you. Let me know when you can sit down. By the way, my first toe is swollen. I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm having a little bit of writer's block and uh, I would like to talk to you. And she calls back and she goes, well, of course your first toe's swollen. That's the toe of communication. You're having writer's block. It's swollen. It was swollen. The next morning, it was not swollen and it hasn't ever been swollen since. So crazy. But sometimes your body just wants to know that you heard it. Uh, I never heard of a toe reader before. Her, her name is Cheryl Speen. She's amazing. S-P-E-E-N. And she is fantastic. I never heard of a toe reader, and we talk about a lot of crazy stuff on the show. Oh, I'm happy to give you her information. She actually <laughs> wrote a portion in The Body Heals Itself. It's in the appendix. She's amazing, and I would be happy to put her in touch with you. She's mind-blowing. She does ears and toes and All right. hands. All right. I am forever rubbing my ears because they're sore. So I don't know what they're telling me, but I do this. I go, I go hunting around my body for sore spots. That's good. That's really important. That means that you're not going to let things slip by. It's the people that ignore, and you ignore while it's a whisper, and then you ignore while it's a knock, and then you stop ignoring when it's finally a destruction or a diagnosis. Okay, so here's a question, Emily Francis. Does our body have its own spirit? I mean, you have one soul, one spirit. You don't have, like, dueling spirits, in my opinion. It's one, your God essence place. I'm what? Like your, your one singular God essence, the one that God gave you, that spirit. But that spirit has many languages? Is that what I'm hearing? 
No, I think your physical body has many languages. Mm-hmm. I think that, but I also believe that the body, if you are going to affect change and healing, let me just preface for a second. I have three books on healing. This Healing Ourselves Whole is the third. I consider them my trilogy. The first one is The Body Heals Itself, and it's why we carry pain where we carry pain, and it's about your muscular system. The second one is called Whole Body Healing, and I believe that to truly heal, you need to treat your physical body, your emotional body, your energy body or subtle body, and your spirit body. And so in that book is a manual listing of all the different healing practitioners and styles of healing that I've ever gotten my hands on and beyond under each of those categories, physical, emotional, spiritual, energetic. And then this one, Healing Ourselves Whole, is my culmination. It's the work you do alone. Down into- We're working alone, and, and it's going to take us to a good place. It will, but don't put the book... I mean, go through the book slowly, but don't put it down. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. Go all the way through the good sides, because that the second half of the book is... Think about this. When you hear a song on the radio, and it brings you back to so let's say you're 16 and your first love and you, you can almost smell the scent of whatever flowers or things are around you and you have this blissful, overwhelming sensation of memory. That's joy. That tracks the same way that trauma tracks inside the soft tissues of the body. So I want to take you through the, the happier parts so that we can elicit a healing response and build more of the same. Okay. So it's not just about trauma. I want you to say that part again because I really want to understand it. So when we have this memory and it's a happy, happy memory, that tracks that in will, the body. That, that tracks in the body. That's why it can come back. That's why you can relive it. That's why you can feel it like you felt it the first time. It's the same approach into trauma, but now we're doing it into joy. Now we're doing it into health. And, and I think that's the part that a lot of us have missed, if not the majority, that muscle memory and tracking the body memory systems is not just to hold your trauma. You're not just a combined process of traumas. You're also a combined process of joy, of bliss, of inner peace, of health. Your body knows how to be healthy. And we want to go down and back up so that we can remind our bodies how to heal from within and and work at its capacity that it already innately knows how to do. Man, when you say it, I believe it, Emily Francis. Oh, I hope that's true. (laughs) I I believe it. You have wonderful energy. Okay, tell us what else we need to know, like for anyone who's dealing with pain right now or or for anyone who doesn't want to go back and look at those traumatic memories. What can you share with us? What I can share with you is, especially right now in the world, anything that hasn't really been healed and released, there's, there's cracks in the holes in the system right now because so many people are lost and so many lockdowns are happening. Nobody in the world is unaffected by what's going on in the world right now. So a lot of things that we may have shut out and not dealt with are coming to surface. And what I want for everyone is to do that work so that you can move into the highlight point of your life. Emily Francis, find her on all the social media and at emilyfrancisbooks.com. She has great energy. Healing Ourselves Whole is her new book. And of course, I had to look up on the interweb here, Cheryl Speen, the toe reader, reflexology and toe reading, Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. She's been doing this for a while. I think she could be in Arizona. Maybe you hold your toes up to the camera. I don't know. Just a new one for me. Take a look at your toes. Maybe they're trying to tell you something. Because really, as we just discussed, it's kind of believable that your entire body is sending you messages. 
And so I've developed this practice of when I get an ache or a pain, I stop and ask. You know, put your hand on where it hurts and say, hey, what's going on? And always something pops up. There's always an answer of some kind there. Sometimes it's as simple as, you need to drink more water. You know, when you get one of those headaches and you're like, why do I have a headache? And then you say, headache? What's this about? Oh, yeah, I'm dehydrated. Things like that. And if you are recovering from trauma of any kind, and haven't we all experienced a mutual trauma in these past many months, you can start with the book, Healing Ourselves Whole by Emily Francis. My water bottle just fell off the chair. I wonder what that means. Hmm. Maybe it means I need to drink more water. Done. But seriously, if you are recovering from a trauma, sure, start with the book. And please don't discount the benefits of working with a regular therapist who can maybe help you along the journey. Alrighty, thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. You can always find out more at LetItShineOnline.com and at Casey.co. Our thought for the day comes from one of my favorite philosophers, the actor Henry Winkler, who said, your mind knows only some things. Your inner voice, your instinct knows everything. If you listen to what you know instinctively, it will always lead you down the right path. Shana. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On. Thank you.